All right, episode three, we're on our way, we're back, I'm back, he's back, I'm him, I am Lance Wyatt Jr., and this is Lance's House of Sports. Uh, We got so much to get in today, Uh, we're talking about uh, all things football, college football, fantasy football, but first things first, first thing we got to talk about, Aaron Judge making history. Aaron Judge yesterday, he finally cracked 62 home runs, uh, breaking an AL record and uh, just being shy of the record of Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa. So this is huge for the MLB. Big day. Yeah. Big day. Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge breaking the record, 62 home runs. It's the real record, too. It's the real home run record. It's not, it's not Barry Bonds' record. It's not Mark McGuire's. They all cheated, obviously, and uh, it's, it's a great day. For baseball, he knows he, he knows that he broke the record and he did it. He did it the right way, and uh, it's a great day for baseball. For those for those of you guys that do not know this voice, do not recognize it. This is a new house member we got on the show today, first time appearance. Hopefully, we see him way more. Let's give a round of applause for Dylan Curran. Yeah, Dylan. welcome to the show, boy. Excited welcome to, to the show. Yeah, and, and we're starting we're starting with one of your fortes, and that's the MLB playoffs are starting uh, this weekend. And it's going to be a crazy one. Let's start. You want to start with the AL? I yeah, mean, the uh, two matchups, the Rays-Guardians. I like the Mariners and the Blue Jays more. I think. I honestly think Blue Jays, if they uh, like get, get a little going, they could they could make a run in the playoffs. They've got a team. They've got Vladimir Guerrero, George Springer. I mean, that, that's just top of the lineup. Teoscar Hernandez, Bo Bichette. They've got a lineup. They're you missing say Springer? George Springer, yeah. They got a, they're missing their, their best pitcher, Hyun Jin Ryu, who uh, they got from the Dodgers. He's actually out for the year. But I mean, look, Seattle's it, got a team too. Though. They, uh, Toronto won 91 games in the AL East. It's the best division in ba- in all of baseball. I mean, look, they play good at home. They won 47 games at home. Um, as I said, 91 games total. I mean, they just got a good team all around. They hit the ball well. They're a uh, traditional baseball team. They don't. The Rays are more of a team. The Rays Indians are more of a team. They don't really hit uh, a lot of home runs like modern day baseball is. Um, I don't know who the Indians are. The in- <laughs> Guardians, Guardians, <laughs> Guardians are more of a. Uh, tri- Come on, bro, gotta support them natives. Bro. Yeah, get, nah. get that name out of there. The Guardians, <laughs> the Guardians are more of an old school baseball team. Them and the Rays, and they don't really hit a lot of home runs. Um, so let let me stop you there, real quick. Let, let's get to the game real quick. The matchups are set for this playoffs, and it's gonna be a crazy year. I mean, 162 games. I mean, shit. That, feels like forever but we're finally here it's october baby and the first wild card matchup best of three seattle mariners against the toronto blue jays that's gonna be a fun one what what do you see coming out of that deal i think blue jays win i think blue, blue jays at home like they're, you think like they I sweep said, them? i think it goes they, they play five game series right I th- three game series three game wild series card. i think they, yeah, i think it's a two game series i think wow they, i think they sweep them wow. they're just a better team like seattle's not they don't i mean they got they, a squad. They got a solid team, but they Julio don't Rodriguez have. Julio Rodriguez is that dude. Too. They don't. But I they, don't know they're pitching that well though. I think that's. It. I mean, they got Logan Gilbert. They got Robbie Ray, Lu, Luis Castillo. They're not. I mean, they're good pitchers. That sounds not, solid. They're not. They're just a solid team. But I mean, they don't. They got Julio Rodriguez. He's a rookie. He missed a lot of time at the end of the season. They're just kind of like integrating him back into the lineup early into October, late in the season. So I mean, it, they're a good team. Obviously, like they made the playoffs. They won eighty nine games. That's not at all what I'm saying, but. Again, I, I think the Blue Jays, like, they got more, like, superstars. They got more ways to score runs than, than the Mariners, and they're going to get it done in two games. I like that. I like that. How about that 6-3 uh, matchup, Rays against uh, 
the quote-unquote Indians, I guess you want to say. Uh, I think that's, a, <laughs> that's an interesting matchup. I don't know. Nah, Winners I got the Yankees in that one. I, I mean, I think whoever wins is going to lose, obviously, the Yankees. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I think— For the other game, too. Yeah, no. Nah, because winner think, of the other game plays the Astros. Yeah, no, nah, but yeah. like again, I think Blue Jays if they get on a run, I think they can they can beat anybody. But really? the Blue, but the Rays Guardians, I think it's gonna be an old school matchup. Like they, it's gonna be dominated by pitchers. Shane McClanahan and uh, Shane Bieber are going in game one. I'd take the under in that game. Yeah, like, I think it's obviously gonna be a low scoring series, and uh, I could easily see this going the, the three games. I think it, you know, like the Guardians could get the first game, Rays get them in the second one, and then. You know, it's just a toss-up in that last game. So, I mean, it, that's going to be a, a, a lower scoring. I mean, because it goes um, back and forth, matches. right? In that wild card, it goes 1-1-1. One, one, one. Um, uh, right now, as yeah. I'm only seeing it's it's in Cleveland, all three. It's all in Cleveland? All three Is that are in Cleveland. how the wild card works? Yeah, all in Cleveland. Damn, talk about an advantage. What? I, I mean, it's better than I, the one game they had. I though. like the home team in that. Nah, it's bet the three, the three, I like how they added a wild card team. Yeah. They added these games. It's way better because you can't have one game in a wild card scenario for a 162 game season I agree. I and agree. you give them one opportunity I, I agree it's perfect that one, they changed it yeah i agree i like that i like i like your blue jays pick um i'm going with the guardians in that second game but i i don't know i'd be really interested to see if the blue jays can make that type of run cuz that would make a whole lot of noise all around the mob i know i know they got good players but yeah, no, doubt, no, no one doubt. would be expecting that especially a win over the astros cuz that's a five game series in the alds mm-hmm. right yeah five yeah games. yeah uh, all right, talking about the NL wild card, uh, six seed Phillies going up against St. Lou, that Lou city. I know you know them, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, what do you think about that match? I was a little surprised that uh, only one team from the NL Central only made the playoffs. Brewers missed the playoffs first time in two years, but they, I mean, they got a good team. It's surprising they missed the playoffs. But so, this, uh, what were you gonna say? I'm just really intrigued, like you said, like. That Brewers team, they got a squad. Like, yeah, like they got good pitching, good uh, lineup that they have every day. And uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't really have a whole lot. Of, like Christian Yelich, I'm pretty sure played. I don't really think he had a major injury this year. So I, I mean, that was real surprising. We had one of these teams out of the NL Central. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a toss up, in my opinion. I don't really know. I mean, the Phillies, they got a good team. They kind of made a run late. Bryce Harper missed a lot of like July, kind of early, early June, and that those two months. More about like for the Cardinals, it's the pitching because obviously the hitting is going to be there for them. They score a lot of runs. But the pitching is the biggest question for me when we talk about the Cardinals. Yeah. All right. How about that uh, Padres Mets game? I think that's a wild card matchup of the weekend. I mean, that one's going to be a lot of fun. That's got some uh, powerhouse players in that. No, that's going to be the best matchup of the wild card. Padres Mets. These are, I mean, Mets. I mean, no Tatis, but. The, it, Padres still got a lineup. PDs, they got Machado man. and Juan Soto and Jake Cronenworth, and they got. I mean, they got a lot of pitchers. They do. Mets blew it. They messed up bad not winning the winning the division. Especially now since the other side uh, is just the Cardinals and the Phillies. Yeah. I mean, and especially now if you win, you got to play the Dodgers. And, I mean, they're probably the best team in all baseball. So, I mean, the Mets are in a bad position. They, uh, I mean, we'll I like see. the Padres we'll in that series. I really do. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we'll falling out of a spot like that and having to play that wild card game, like. Especially because it's the Mets. Like, they hear about it all the time. Like, this stuff does, yeah. is not like yeah. a new, this is this is not a new It's just such like an energy killer for that team yeah like it kills the whole vibe they have all season long yeah yeah Nah, this weekend's gonna be a crazy one if you guys aren't a fan of baseball i'm telling you playoff baseball is a different game um i would definitely recommend tuning into that but before we get out of baseball i want to hear particularly who you think is going to be in the world series this year because yeah they got those top dogs in each conference but 
I wouldn't be surprised to see a little shakeup, like you were saying, like those Blue Jays making some yeah, noise. No, like I, yeah, I think the Blue Jays is like that surprise team in the AL. Um, obviously, you got the Yankees and the Astros are the favorites in the AL. NL, it's obviously the Dodgers are the fa- the clear favorite in the NL. And then uh, I think the, the Padres are like that sneaky team. Like nobody's really talking about them. They didn't even win 90 games this year. And especially the big move. They made the biggest move in the entire MLB this year. After that move, they kind of fell off. The news about Tatis and the PEDs coming out. Yeah. I think that was a big, big kill for them. And, uh, I mean, it's just like we'll see. They got a tough matchup against the Mets. Mets are going to probably roll out DeGrom, Scherzer, Taiwan Walker, like, I mean, that's a tough, tough three to go against. And uh, especially on the road, like, they're going to have to play all the way over. Who do you think the Padres are going to be pitching? They'll probably go, probably go you Darvish. Yeah. Blake Snell, maybe Mike Clevenger, something like that. Throw him out there. What about uh, Joe? Joe who? Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove, yeah, yeah. They'll probably uh, they'll throw him out there instead of uh, Mike. I mean, Carter. it's only three games, so like yeah, if yeah. you they you're picking three guys in that, you know, like and that first one's huge. Like you can't exactly. because you go down the 01. I mean, well, they're starting with you, Darvish game one. I bet, right? They'll probably honestly go Joe Musgrove. Really? Yeah, I forgot. You about think him. so? Yeah, they'll probably yeah. go him. Okay. Him game one, Darvish game two. Probably. I'm interesting what now, they do there because like. Three. I was thinking like that detrimental like killer for the Mets like falling into that wild card, but then you just said that pitching core. Yeah, like they, that's what it makes no sense. It's just like, like I, they got such a good team. I feel like if the Mets score three one three runs in a game, they can win. They should be good. each time. Exactly, exactly. They should yeah. be. All right, all right. Who you, who you got? Who you got in the World Series? In the World Series this year, I think it's gonna be the Dodgers are gonna get there. I just think they're too good all around. And then out out in the AL, I'm gonna take the Blue Jays. I really, really? I really think the Blue Jays are gonna surprise a bunch of people and uh, make a run in the playoffs. Okay, I love I love that. I love to hear that. All right, so um, we'll keep up with that as the weeks go on, as the playoffs go on. It should be a lot of fun. But hey, it's time to start talking about them Buckeyes. And you know when we talk about these Buckeyes, we got to bring in, you know, that key house member, that man that is all for the Buckeyes. Uh, He's been on the show the first couple weeks, and he's back again. Let's welcome in house member Ben Gabriel. Welcome back to the show, boy. How you doing today? Yeah, thanks for having (laughs) me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's It's great to be back. So uh, keeping up with the Buckeyes, man, they had a dominant showing against Rutgers. They dominated that one 49 to 10. Uh, but the key point in that game was the Mayan Williams game. How about that? Yeah, dominated on the ground. 21 Love carries, 189 yards, OSU single game record, five touchdowns, tying Pete Johnson and Keith Byers, who uh, both previously recorded those way back. It looks like almost 30 and 40 years ago. So that record was not even being touched just until now. And, I mean, no Trevion Henderson uh, last week, so that was key for him into getting those. Yeah, like Tony Alford okay, said, we got you. we got two starting running backs this year. I really believe we have three starting running backs this year. I know we don't see Dallin Hayden a lot, but in the brief moments we saw him, he was he's absolutely – He's a beast. He's a beast. He's, an, he's another one of those bulldozer guys. He's not the biggest man, but he's got them strong legs, and he's quick as well, but – um, yeah, Saturday oh, was Mayan Williams Day, man. Yeah, it was. It was. And that's just something that we love to see. Oh, we're hoping OSU keeps it rolling. They got Michigan State this week. Um, Michigan State's been having their struggles this season. They're 2-3 and three so far. Spreads 20-24? Uh, uh, I want to say it's 27. It went up it's, then. It's it went large. up then. When it came out, it was 24.5, I think. It's large. But, but I, I, we're covering anything below 30, we're covering 
Michigan yeah, State's uh, an awful football team. I just think we're finally starting to like come together. Like we've been dominating since day one, but that defense is no longer giving up those big time plays. You know, like C.J. Stroud, he seems like he's a lot more comfortable with just Marvin Harrison, Julian Fleming, and uh, Igbuka out there because no JSN still. Who knows when he comes back? I saw after the bye week, which I know it sucks. He hasn't been out there. We love watching him. He's a great player, but. I mean, is a top pick in the draft. We need him. We need him healthy for the Michigan game. That Michigan game, and I could agree. And if we win that Michigan time. game, we're going to the playoffs. Well, yeah, if we're yeah, so for we sure. need him healthy for, sure. for the end of the season. The teams we've been playing aren't good, and that doesn't change as the season goes on. I mean, at Michigan State, we got our bye week. Uh, get that rest week. Hopefully, you can get everyone healthy. Home against Iowa, Penn State. That's gonna be an interesting one. You know. Uh, uh, they're at Penn State in Happy Valley. Uh, well, I think we're so much better than Penn State. They don't really have a team like that. Like, just the environment that they're going to be playing in that week. Um, it's going to be a good test for them to see where they're at, see the type of skill they can play. But then after that, at North Northwestern, home against Indiana, at Maryland. Um, Maryland's kind of a sneaky team. Yeah, Maryland's a sneaky team. I'm nervous for that game. I am not nervous because I'm, gonna, I'm a confident Buckeye fan. But, uh, no, nah, I, I agree that Maryland's a little sneaky. I mean, holding – or losing to the team up north by just a touchdown. But then after that, then we got that home noon game against the team up north, and that's going to be a fun one. I mean, I've been yeah. waiting for the revenge game against the team the up north. Two of the top five teams in the country. Yeah, know. baby. I mean. Biggest rivalry in sports. Do you really think Michigan's top five? I ha- Honestly, I haven't watched yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are. No, I think they're top five. Like, top five. I don't I, know, I, dude. I really think top five this year, college football, like you go through it and rank it, really rank it. One is Ohio State, two is Alabama, three is Georgia, four is USC, five is Michigan. I don't agree with that at all. I'm going. See, like, I'm going. I'm go going one Alabama or no, nah, I'm going one Ohio State, two Georgia, three Alabama, four Michigan, five Clemson, six USC. See, we're all a little close here. Obviously, we all got the buckets at the top. They're winning. They're winning it all this year. I got. I got Bama at two, Georgia at three. I'm a little questionable. On USC this year and Caleb Williams. Outside like of the top three, solid. I'm questionable about I, all those I got those Tennessee teams. at four. I think Tennessee and Hendon Hooker's the fourth best team in the country. And then personally, I'd put – and then USC, and then Oklahoma State, and then Michigan, and then I'd put Clemson after that. I am not bought in at Clemson at all this year. I'm not ready to put Tennessee at four. It's just DJ, you know, Clemson? Who'd you say? You said Tennessee at four. Yeah, Tennessee. No, I'm not ready for that. They they got a big schedule coming up. Yeah, they got we'll, some tough matchups. They prove so we'll, themselves. We'll figure yeah, it out. Absolutely. We'll figure it absolutely. out within the next month. Yeah, but they got I, five four ranked games. But from what we've seen so far, Hendon Hooker is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Yeah, he's top three. I don't even think top that's four. debatable. I I don't think it is either. He's watching him play. He looks like a. Who's better, Caleb Williams or Hendon Hooker? Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker's a better quarterback no. than Caleb Williams. No, no, yes. no. Yes, oh absolutely. You ha- do, actually? Yes. Caleb have Williams? you watched him play this year? Have, have He's you watched ridiculous. Caleb Williams play? Caleb Williams is better. Nah, stop. Let's not. Hold on. Hold on. Nah. Hey, Caleb Williams is better. Easy. Nah, Caleb Williams is, is by far better. I don't think it's. I really don't think it's. I mean, Hendon Hooker. There's Hooker's, a reason Hendon Hooker's number two in the Heisman race. Hendon Hooker's not a bad quarterback. The reason he's so high in the Heisman race is because it's Tennessee, and they don't normally do what they're doing right now. They're ranked eighth in the country. They got LSU on the road. All right, they got Alabama at home. That's probably going to be a loss. UT Martin, 
That's a win. Kentucky's a good team. Like there's some, Will Levis is is no joke. He's Tennessee a good quarterback. Will kill Kentucky. He's a good quarterback. And I'm convinced. Tennessee. Then they go on the road to Georgia. They're gonna lose. And by that time, we will never really talk about Hendon Hooker like that. Because we'll see. No, because he's gonna fall. Tennessee is the hype team. They're the hype team right now. Eight. They're ranked eight, right? It, four and zero oh, because they never really do this. They got a great. They got a great quarterback. He's a he is he's a great quarterback, but he's not. Caleb Williams is is way better, way better. Caleb Williams gives Tennessee a better chance against LSU out against all those teams than Hendon Hooker does. Last he time Tennessee way better last time Tennessee played last time Tennessee played Hendon Hooker went twenty two for twenty eight with two touchdowns with a QBR of ninety five point three. Yeah. Number twenty Florida, <laughs> number twenty Florida. Listen. Hendon Hooker is that dude. He's like Wait, what was what was the stats? What was the stats? Read it again. Read it again. Twenty two for twenty eight, three hundred and forty nine yards, two touchdowns. No intercept no interceptions. He also had twelve carries for hundred and eleven yards and a touchdown. That's nine point two a carry. Florida has a terrible defense. Whatever, dude. We're really about to talk about this? Look okay, if you're really about to say like stats like this, Hendon Hooker on the season has a thousand one hundred and ninety three yards. Eight touchdowns. He has not thrown a pick this season. He's 81 for 113. 113 passing. Caleb Williams is 107, 107, and 159 for 1,402 yards, 12 touchdowns, and one interception. If you're basing it off stats, Caleb Williams is easily better. And on Caleb, top of that, Caleb on top Williams of that, has way better weapons around him, too. On top, who? Caleb, Caleb Williams? Williams? Absolutely. I, dude, Caleb Williams is better. Caleb Williams, he's such a more dynamic play. He's faster. He's a better runner than Hendon Hooker. He's a more willing runner. He's a better runner? Yes. I don't think so. You don't think so? Absolutely not. Not than Hendon Hooker? No. Thir- I think 13 carries, 112 yards, game. and a touchdown I think you're basing Florida? this off one game. No. I, don't, I think if you go through his rushing stats, he, w- he, he does not have another game close to that Listen, game. Listen, Hendon Hooker has won him two tw- no, no, no. top 20 I, matchups. Like, solely because he was on the field. Team Actually. Top, Pittsburgh's not a top 20 team. Pittsburgh's not a top 20 team. They're bad. Pittsburgh's not a good team. They were when at they the played time, them. At the time, they're ranked 17. At the time, they're not a top 20 team, though. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's unranked. They're 3-2. and two, Just lost to Georgia Tech. Like, they're – come on. They're not a top 20 team. Tennessee's a good team. I'm not – but we're talking about the rushing now. Hendon Hooker, like, he's never, he's never had another rushing game like that. First game – First uh, opening week versus Ball State, five carries, twelve yards, two rushing touchdowns. Look Fell at some, into the look end at some zone. highlights. Fell look at some into highlights the end for zone me with those this. rushing twi- with those rushing touchdowns. Fifteen carries, twenty-seven yards. The next week versus Pitt, Akron. Let's see, they scored sixty-three points against Akron, sixty-three to six. Hendon Hooker, two carries, twenty-four yards, and then the Florida game. He doesn't really have a, g- a game close to that outside of the Florida game. All right, we'll Caleb see. Caleb Williams is a better We'll see. The season will play itself I out. I love this. I love this. This is great. All right, before before we get past college football, a couple more things I do want to talk about. So it's obviously showing that college football is starting to heat up and uh, these top teams are starting to get to where they're supposed to be in these rankings. But who do we think makes the college football playoffs? There's still so many more games to be played. A lot of top 25 matchups are going down, especially with those SEC teams. Do we still think both Bama and Georgia can get in? Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not even going to let us debate this. OSU's getting in because we're winning the rest of the season. 
we're killing Michigan by three touchdowns. And then the Big Ten Championship, I don't even care who we go and play in that other division. We're knocking – we're kicking It's the worst ass. division in it Power is. 5. It's a pretty bad division. But, uh, Ben, I'm very curious what you think. By the end of the season, after, after we beat Michigan, we're going to be number one. And then uh, Alabama or Georgia has to lose. I think they're going to end up being four, whoever loses. And then whoever wins that game is going to be two. And then – Three's a toss-up because if Clemson and USC both go undefeated and win their divisions, I think it's just based on who they you, could who leave they one of the SEC better. teams out. But I don't, I don't think, think Clemson's that good. So, see, but that's exactly what is the problem with the college football playoff setting right now, and that's what's getting us into the debate about the twelve-team playoff, whether that's yay or nay or not. Well, sorry, we don't have to do that. Is right it now. a yay or nay? It's a yay. Are you kidding me? You think that's a nay? Why? Yes, I do. It's I wanna, a yes. It's a, it's a nay for it's me. It's a yay because in college football, one loss in your season ends the entire season. It's already over. But you got to allow more teams to have some, like, some wiggle room, be able to have an off game or two, like, especially with these top teams in the country. Like, if USC loses one game this year, they're already out. If Tennessee, with their tough-ass schedule, loses one game, they don't have a chance. Clemson loses one game, they don't have a chance. Like, it's basically that top four t- uh, playoff – it's just guaranteeing Bama and Georgia in it every single time. And then Ohio State, right now it's Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten. And then ACC, Big 12, whatever you want. But when you expand it to 12, a team with one loss or even two losses still gets a chance. Granted, they're probably not beating a five seed, six seed, but you never know until you play the game. Here's You're not why. even giving them Here's, a chance. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what I think about it, all right? Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson – don't have to watch the regular season anymore. See, that's not true because they don't. They see, actually that's not don't. True because they Clemson's don't because we know we know Ohio State could go eleven and one. Ohio State could go eleven and one and lose to Michigan, not go to the Big Ten championship, and I know we're still getting in the playoff. I don't have to watch the regular season. I feel like a lot of what you're saying is is still true. Like right now, like it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Like that it's 12, 4, 20, 30. At the end, like, who's it really going to be? Who are the four teams at the end going to be? Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. And probably Clemson, USC. Like, Michigan's in there, obviously. But, like, it, college football is such a, a, such a top-heavy sport that it really doesn't matter. It, you could have, six, like I said, 16, 20. It doesn't matter. At the end, it's really it, going to be Ohio we'll see. State, I think there Georgia, could be Alabama. Some, I it's, think there could be some good, like, The same you know? teams that it always is. There's going to be upsets. But that, there's going to be upsets in the rate. Like, it's still going to be the same team. What about that UC, uh, UCF drama a few years ago with Scott Frost when they went undefeated and yet they still never even got a chance to compete? They would have gotten murdered. They would have gotten killed yeah. by any, they any, have no any of the top four teams. No chance. But even now, it's like, okay, we put them in. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, they'll, be, they'll play the five seed, right? Because that's what they do at five. UCF in the playoffs. I don't want to see that either. That's what I'm saying. The, the five seed right now is Clemson versus UCF. Clemson would run them. Like, it's not. I can't believe you guys are actually complaining about more football games right now. And you even look you even look at the top rankings right now, like I I agree that Ohio State and Bama are the top two. I personally think George is kind of a fluke this year. Stetson Bennett, while he's a good player, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, tilt um, turn some eyes and lose a game or two later in this year because they also have a tougher schedule coming up. No, I li- I like the twelve teams. I like I like how they added twelve teams. It's just like College football is like it's so different than professional sports. You can't try to make it a professional sport. I agree. No, That's I, why I don't like I, it. I, they're trying to make I it like agree. the NFL, and it's not going to work because you're going to see 
you're still going to see eight of the same 12 teams in there every year. And for Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama fans, I can sleep on Saturdays. I don't need to watch those games. I know we're going to win at least 11 of them, and I know we're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, but... It makes the regular season a lot less valuable. Let's think in a... Let's think in a perspective of a non-Ohio State student real fast. I agree. I agree with think that part. Think about that. I agree with that part. Like, being a Michigan fan, and expe- okay. it's been shitty in the past. Fuck Michigan, but bro. No. They're going to have talk- a chance most years now. Yeah, most years now. But, I mean, with Harbaugh, he's probably going to put him in, uh, put him to bed most of the time with his shitty-ass coaching. But, like, looking at this year particularly, I look at these top rankings, and I see at least 10 teams that I actually think could – compete to make the playoffs and when it comes down to it a lot of these teams are going to have one or two losses by the end of the year and the college football playoff committee is only putting in who they personally think it's out of those 13 guys like they can decide whatever they want to do i feel like that's not fair to these other programs i one thing i do like about the 12 team playoff is i think it opens up recruiting a ton yeah and it's not it does it's because you can go to a school you like and like if you make that team good a top 12 team and you can make the playoffs like that's a huge positive. It, yeah, because yeah, it's it really helps level it out. Because Alabama, Georgia, and yeah. Ohio State won't be getting all the five stars. It, it is. The Twelve teams a good thing, but I still don't like. We're going through this. Ole Miss and like Penn State, like Tennessee. I really think those three teams are going to fall off. Utah's already got that one loss. Oregon, they're going to play each other. So I mean, it's just when it really comes down to it, it's going to be the same teams. So I'm curious what you think. Tennessee's playing LSU this week, and they're they're even on the road. So it's another, like, not the most difficult test because LSU hasn't really faced a whole lot of teams yet. But it's still another it's another test in a tough environment. And uh, I think they get it done. And then you look at later in the schedule, they can really make some noise. They got Bama after that. I think you guys are going to be surprised with Tennessee coming the next Yeah, they have weeks. to play Bama, Georgia, and Kentucky. They got L- at LSU. They're home against Bama. They got that cakewalk against Tennessee Martin, and then they're back at home against Kentucky, and then they go on the road against Georgia. I personally think if they beat Bama, they're in the top four mix no matter what. Cause, oh, yeah. If they beat Bama, they are, yeah. Because Bama's better than Georgia this year. I'm sorry. I still don't know about that. They are. Georgia's looked both suspect teams the last couple of weeks. But both teams have struggled against Their average opponents. Yeah. Texas, Kent Kent State and Missouri, those two games really changed my mind about Georgia. Yeah, I agree. Because before those games, I was, you know, we were all saying it. They were by far and away the best team in college football. And now, now I actually think it's Ohio State. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm very curious to see what happens these next couple weeks. There are so many crazy games going on in college football. But um, some games to watch this weekend that you guys should keep an eye on. Um, 11 Utah's going out to L.A. to play uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He's a hell of a player. He he looked pretty nice against Washington last week. They definitely made a statement game. And then uh, you got 17 TCU uh, going to play undefeated Kansas. I never thought I'd ever say that in my life, but undefeated Kansas. And before I go on to these next two games, I'm spitting a hot take for y'all. And you'll look at the schedule when you won't even think it's that hot. Kansas isn't winning another game this year. They're not. Check out the schedule. I'm checking it out right now. We can pause it for you right now. I'm checking it out right now. Go check out the schedule. Kansas Jayhawks are not – they're not winning another game this year. That's a horrible take. I don't even need to look at their schedule. Nah, I agree. (laughs) I agree. They are not winning another game. Dude, they've got, got like, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, uh, all in a row. You guys are naming a bunch of football You want to hear this? You want to hear this? If there's one game that I maybe think they can win – it's weird that I'm saying this. I might have to say Oklahoma, but they're home, they're home against TCU this week, and I think TCU's they're better than they are. I think TCU gets it done. Then they go on the road at Oklahoma, 
And then they go on the road at Baylor, back at home, home against seven in the country, Oklahoma State, and then at Texas Tech, home against uh, Texas, and I'm hoping Quinn Ewers is back for that game. And then uh, at Kansas State, I mean, granted, they're not the best teams, but neither is Kansas, fam. Neither is Kansas. And I want to go back to that uh, Bama-Texas game that you said for a second, because you said Bama sussed you out in that matchup? Yes. Yeah, but... They should have lost. Quinn Ewers got hurt. How about the... Yeah, they, if that's what I'm saying. If Quinn Ewers was play, played that full game, Texas wins that game. So Yeah, I agree. So once I Quinn Ewers comes agree. back, they're a completely different ball club. Listen, you're... Both of you are disrespecting Kansas, the Jayhawks. How? How? We just named the teams. Do you actually think? Do you actually think like that they're gonna win another game? I mean, it's eight. I'm left? not saying yes. it's impossible. I'm just saying like yes, I do. Is Kansas really like? I think they win one more game, Max. Listen, they have Iowa State is known to upset teams. I know they only won by three, but that's a decent win. They beat Houston by 18. They scored 48. Their offense is their offense is nice. And Can't nah. Yeah, Houston. Houston is not a good football team either. West Virginia is not good either. Like we're naming bad teams, right? Like, come on. So Kansas, it's really like, are they really that? Like they're ranked 19 because it's like, Jesus Christ, Kansas is undefeated. Like this has never happened. And like, so 19, they're gonna lose this week for sure. You know why they're gonna win you another can, like, football act game? Like West Virginia's good. They're two and three. You know like, why they're gonna win more games? Why? Because their quarterback has the highest QBR in college football. He's nice. That's nah, why. Nah, nah, nah. J- Jalen, he's a nice player, but they're not like t- like. Do we really think they're gonna beat TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas, Oklahoma? Oklahoma? They will win at least Texas one of those games. Too. Maybe Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech is a game that they could win. They're not just. No, I think that's the only. You guys are crazy. I'm not saying they don't have a chance. They're but not just like, going to go five and seven after going five and zero. Oh. It's not going to happen. I think that's happen. very possible. No, it's I think not it possible. It's actually not possible. I think it's more possible than you think. Dude, when you look at the first five teams they played, like, are we really still talking about this? I'm not saying they have a good schedule, but you could say I that about it. most college football it. teams. You right never now. know. They haven't played and good teams. And I'm, I mean, it's obviously not related in the same way in any stance. But Tennessee, you know, they've won a bunch of games this year. They haven't been against the best teams, but. I mean, it's all about the eye test at that point, and eye test with Kansas, I see it's a fluke. You guys are talking about playing Baylor? Like, come on. They're going to win a couple of these games. All right, all right, all Texas right. Texas Tech Let, isn't good. They're going to beat Kansas State that rivalry weekend. They will beat Kansas State. All right, all right. You done? I'm done. All right. I'm done. We'll see. But I'm very curious. Silly. That's my that's my that's one of my hot takes on the on the pod today. I don't think Kansas, Kansas wins another game this year. And you know, including I'd lo- this I'd lo- weekend? Including this weekend. I don't think they weekend? win this weekend. They're at home too, right? They are at home. Yeah, college game days there. Yeah. They're going to fold under pressure. Watch. We'll see. Jalen Daniels <laughs> is like that, so we'll see. All right. Uh, a couple other games to keep an eye on this weekend. Arkansas is traveling to uh, uh, Mississippi State. That's going to be a fun one, big SEC matchup. And then uh, Tennessee, they're traveling to uh, Baton Rouge, and they're going up against the LSU Tigers. Those are all going to be great games. Tune in. Saturday is going to be a lot of fun. But – Let's get into the pros. Thursday night football, Miami Dolphins went up against your Cincinnati Bengals this past weekend. The Bengals were able to uh, uh, knock the Dolphins off, give them their first loss of the year. Um, they won that game 27-15, to 15, but a key part of that game was that Tua Tonga-Vailoa did go down with a big-time concussion, and it looked bad. Yeah, prayers up, but that was made the game really underwhelming. I was really excited for that game, and Tua getting hurt, I don't want to say ruined it because, like, 
I don't want to be a dude. You're a saying dick, it ruined it because it, no one was talking about the Bengals win afterwards. They were talking about the nah, team. Nah, nah, nah. I wanted to see a better quarterback matchup than Joe Burrow and Teddy Bridgewater. As a as a viewer of the game, you're right. It as was a viewer a little, of the game, di- it made well, of it. Course. I was like, it's always di- like the Bengals are definitely going to win. It's, that. A, it's always disappointing seeing injuries like yeah, that. Yeah, like it just sucks. But, but hey, Bengals still they got, got it done. done. They yeah, got it done. Um, if you if you guys didn't know this, uh, Steelers is Dylan's team, so it's kind of the wrong time to be starting a podcast with them. But the New York Jets uh, were able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road, um, and Zach Wilson gets his first win back from injury, uh, winning that game twenty four to twenty. Um, with a receiving touchdown. The st- the st- yeah, with a receiving <laughs> touchdown. Talk about a Philly special, um, bringing that back. But uh, in that game, the Steelers also moved on to Kenny Pickett in the second half. Uh, Kenny did throw three interceptions in that game, but if you guys didn't watch that game, I would say all three of those games weren't on him. So uh, it was an interesting game. The Steelers are looking rough this year. We'll get into more of that later. Um, the Vikings were able to beat the Saints 28-25 to uh, in London. That was the game of Greg Joffe. Greg Joseph versus Will Lutz showdown. That was a showdown. They were just kicking it back and forth out in London. I, I bet they were loving that. And it finished with uh, uh, Will Lutz. How, how long was that field goal? 61. Was it 61? He uh, double-clanked a uh, 61-yarder, uh, wasn't able to tie the game. They ended up losing. It was a tough loss. Yeah. But it was a really – it was actually – I know I was kind of joking saying the kicker game was fun to watch, but it actually – it was enjoyable. It is, it is. It was a good game. When they're kicking long field goals like that, it's – Yeah. You know, they're not – they weren't just chip shots. The Seahawks-Lions, that was a crazy game. Talk about game of the year, low-key. this was Rams-Chiefs a couple years ago, people would be saying that was game of the year. Uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks were able to beat uh, Jared Goff and the Lions 48-45. to I love Geno this year. Geno's like that. I love Geno this year. I really think Pete Carroll's putting all his eggs in the basket with Geno, and I love it. He's able to sling the football. And he has has the highest completion percentage by seven percent over anybody in the league yeah it's what he's doing this year is ridiculous yeah especially since he's a veteran and he's been a backup for eight years nine years yeah no it's it's actually with that point in mind that is really awesome to see yeah it's kind of like the jimmy g thing except i think he's doing granted jimmy g was taking him to the super bowl and all that but gino looks great and i love seeing this um feel bad for the lions though they fall to one and three their offense has been looking yeah, really well. Even, fell apart. Yeah, yeah. Even with the even with their whole entire off, like their start. DeAndre Swift was out. Monroe was out. Who who's their other receiver out? Dill. Uh, they had DJ Chark out as well. Yeah, DJ Chark was out. Um, but Jared Goff was still slinging it. I mean, TJ Hawk had the game of his life. Um, but they still weren't able to get the win. I mean, their defense. They got to figure out them problems. Yeah. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars gave the Eagles a little scare in the first quarter, but weren't able to. Uh, uh, rally that game together. Eagles were able to win that 29 to 21. Trevor Lawrence in the rainy game had four fumbles and a pick in that game. And I truly believe that was what it was that costed them. But hats off to the Eagles defense. They've been proven week in, week out that they're uh, one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league. I'm, I'm going to be really excited to see them come playoffs. The Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens uh, had a hell of a game. Uh, the Ravens, uh, we're dominating that game early. They were up 20-3, to three, but they blew it. The Josh Allen and the Bills came back. Uh, it was tied in the fourth quarter. Ravens had a chance to kick a field goal to go up three. With how much time was left on the clock? Was it a minute? Less than a? With, a, with like a minute, about like a minute, minute a left in the game, yeah. and they decided to go for it on fourth and goal. Lamar ended up throwing an interception, and of course with Josh Allen, they got into field goal range with ease, and they were able to win that game. So that was an interesting one. Bills, hell of a job coming from behind, not not wavering um, with that slow start. Uh, 
Yeah, the Ravens but, uh, don't know how to win a football game. The Ravens fell it's to crazy. two and two, but they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Their don't think they like don't, that. Their they just played the best. Know how to they win just, a just played the best team in the league. They just played the best team in the league. I get that, but that's you know two comebacks at home. At yeah, games they should have won. Yeah, yeah. This game we don't really need to talk about, but I'm gonna talk about it because holy fuck, what the fuck is wrong with the Green Bay Packers? Um, they survived in a game against the New England Patriots against Bailey Zapp, who was playing most of that game because of a couple injuries at quarterback. He looked solid, but still, Packers survived that one. Last seconds on the clock in OT, they won a 27 to 24. I know Aaron Rodgers is frustrated. I know there were he a couple is. Of hot mics. He was. I know. He was not happy on the Pat with, McAfee he, show. He was not happy with his O line or his receivers. No, he's not. He's one OBJ bad, but he's he's one of the great quarterbacks of all time. But I really think he needs to just stop screaming about his receiving core and just go and play. And you know, he can't do anything about it. I think they're gonna go get someone. Like I think if it's Odell or Will Fuller, like Will Fuller's still out there. He's still a free agent, so it's like they got to get like. I think the Packers can really go win 11 games. Like, they got the schedule. They've got the quarterback. They've got the defense still. Like, I don't know. Close game, but they're still – they still got Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be fine. I mean, I agree. And come playoff time, I still think they make the playoffs, and they can even make a run for the Super Bowl. But they look suspect right now. I don't care what you say. I know Bailey Zapp had, had the best college football season of all time last year at Western Kentucky. But come on, man. You got to do better than that. You got anything to say about that game before I move on? No, I think though. Really. I think I think I think the, I think, the, the Packers ahead, aren't ahead. the same the same team they used to be. It's crazy because they lost one guy. Having said that, that one guy is the best, best receiver, receiver in football. football. Yeah. yeah, we we all agree on that. He's the best receiver in football. Yeah, but I think they're still trying it's to crazy figure out how their much quirks. I, can do to a team. I think they're still trying to figure out their quirks on the offensive end. I mean, their defense. I don't really have a lot of answers about that one. Um, I'm very curious to see how that turns out. But I think their offense is going to be okay. I think they're just going to keep getting uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones involved more and more and more. Um, and I'm saying that in the passing game as well. But um, moving on from that game, Sunday night football, Chiefs, uh, they beat the Bucks 41-31, to but they basically dominated that game they from start to finish. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he was showing his magician moves all day long. Um, they moved to 3-1 three and, three and one in that game. Tampa Bay fell to 2-2. Two and two. Um, And then the Monday night football game a game that we were all surprised about. We were going into that game thinking the Rams' defense is just going to swallow Jimmy G whole, and it ended up being the other way around. The 49ers' defense came out, and they showed out, and they got. I think they got six sacks in that game on Monday yeah, Night Football. Uh, yeah. They won that game 24-9. to um, Basically, my key points of that game were 49ers' defense, Debo Samuel, and then Cooper Cup on the other side because no one else on the Rams were getting the football outside of Cooper Cup. And where is Allen Robinson? Seriously. Is it Matthew Stafford that's not looking for where's, him? Where's Matthew it, Stafford? That's where I was going to say. I mean, he's, he's, been, he's in the backfield getting sacked. He has sacked. not, he has not been he good this year. He has not been He was good. in the backfield getting sacked. He's the yeah. interception he's machine. He's looking solid, but you got to realize he's getting old. He's kind of like that. He's getting Kirk old, Cousins but guy. he's an interception machine. And he didn't, you know, it's only been nine months since, eight months since the Super Bowl. Yeah. He shouldn't have regressed that much. Yeah. Like he That's just doesn't he doesn't he doesn't look as good as he did last year. He's throwing a lot of picks. He's throwing bad passes. I and agree. they're trying to force the ball to Cooper Cup. They're trying to force the ball to Cooper Cup too much. I know I, I didn't say this. This was a little delayed, but the Packers, we were talking about you guys were talking about the Packers uh without Devontae Adams. They're since twenty nineteen without Devontae Adams are ten and one. So it's like, yeah, they lost a great receiver, but it's like ten and one since twenty nineteen without him. And now they don't have them. They're three and one. 
Packers are going to be fine. We're talking about the Chiefs. That's surprising. The Chiefs uh, scored 41 points against the Bucks. Um, and then, yeah, 49ers, 24-9 against the Rams. So as we go through those games, the first topic I really want to talk about, let's st- stick in the NFC West. Um, last week I made a pick, and I think the Rams are going to win that division. But that, that game, while it doesn't change my mind, I think the 49ers are scary, man. Like, because, you know, they got that game manager on offense and Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows how to run an offense. Granted, he wasn't their starter, but he's right back into the mold that he's been in the last few years. And their defense is lights out. I think they have a case for one of the, if not the best defense in the league. Um, so that division is going to be crazy. Um, because of that Niners win, it brought both them and the Rams to 2-2. Two and two, And I believe the Cardinals are 2-2 two and two as well. So that division is going to be a hell of a race. Yeah, and uh, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is the best defensive end in football. You think I don't so? care what anybody says, yes. He might be the best defensive lineman this year. I know Aaron Donald exists. We don't need to say that. But Nick Bosa has been showing out and showing why he's great. There's a lot of them. A lot of defensive linemen, though. Aaron, he's up there for sure. But uh, NFC West, NFC West tough. I mean, like even like Seahawks, 2-2. Two and two. Cardinals are 2-2. Two and two. They're kind of like staying alive until D-Hop gets back. But, I mean, like the – yeah, 49ers are a tough team. Rams are like the Rams are still trying to get going. Um, Allen Robinson is nowhere to be found, and uh, they can't. They don't have a consistent running back, so it's like it's all really on Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. It's not really working out right now. They're two and two. That was supposed to be a good division. It's looking. I mean, yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, like who would have thought the Seahawks would have the best offense in that division this year? Wait, what? They do. Nah. points go- in that NFC West, is that not what we're talking about? Yeah. 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 I don't think they have the best offense though. Yeah. They scored the most points. They also I mean, I just they got the worst quarterback by far in that division though. I th- I mean, I, at least I think I don't. No, know. No, no, he no. looks better than Jimmy G. Uh, okay, so I would say he's the worst quarterback in the division, but that's also probably one of the best divisions with quarterbacks in that division. Like, because yeah. Jimmy G, like you think about it fantasy wise, like no, he's not that guy at all. But you think about a football standpoint and like for a team wise, who you want. Uh, in your backfield playing quarterback, Jimmy G is one of those guys. But that NFC West division, it's going to be a hell of a race. I wouldn't be surprised if two of them or three of them make the playoffs. I mean, looking at it like this, I mean, because they might beat each other up, but if the Rams start getting it going, the Niners keep it rolling, the Cardinals, once D-Hop comes back, gets it rolling, I mean, who else you got in there? Because, I mean, I I got the Eagles in it, the Buccaneers, the winner of that division. Um, what's the one division I'm not thinking of? They won't get NFC th- they won't, they won't no, get NFC, three because I NFC think North. Oh, the Packers. I think the Cowboys are going to get in. Yeah, there's it's, too many. You know, you got to think of the teams like Vikings, Cowboys, 49ers, Cardinals. Like, there's a bunch of teams for only those three spots. Um, it's looking like slim pickings, low key. I think that I don't know. I just think that Eagles, Cowboys get in. I think that the 49ers and the Rams will end up getting in, and then Tampa Bay. And then I think Minnesota and Green Bay will get in. That's why I don't think they'll have three from that division. But I wouldn't be surprised because Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. I feel like, like that's the only team you left out was the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals. They could, like, really make they the could. Playoffs. They could. But, but I, they, only got eight, they only got those eight teams, though. The I seven think, that you said, and then I think the Cardinals are the one team. Yeah, probably. I just I don't think their defense is that great. Obviously, Kyler Murray is extremely talented, but I don't know if he's going to do much for them. 
Yeah, and their defense is a mess. Their defense is a mess. Yeah, I, I mean, D-Hop, yeah, I mean, who knows what he's going to be when he comes back. The Saints are surprising for me. I thought the Saints would be a little better. Nothing, like, nothing crazy, obviously, but I thought their defense would keep them in a lot of these games. And Jameis is obviously dealing with a bad back injury. Kamara's missed a couple games. Michael Thomas missed a game. Um, I mean, so they're just trying to fi- fix it, put it together. And they're just, I mean, it, it is what it is. They're one and three. Their division isn't good. But I mean, the, like, the NFC South is just not very good. The Saints, inconsistent team this year. I thought they'd be a little better. No, I think I think with the Jameis Winston problems, you know, he's got those back problems, and then their defense hasn't looked. You know, they've kind of looked a little overrated in that aspect. I mean, last week Marshawn Lattimore, he was kind of getting uh, torn up. Oh. Yeah, let's talk about Dylan's boys. So, as you guys know, as I previously previously said, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin made the decision to make the switch to go to rookie Kenny Pickett. Um, he was saying he was looking for a spark in that game. And he says he got the spark, but they still weren't able to get the win. And now he's sticking with Kenny Pickett. And if you look at their next four games on the schedule, it is rough. They're at the Bills this week, they're, right? Yes, they're at the Bills this week. And then they also got the Buccaneers, the Dolphins. Wow. Yeah, and then Philly. And then Philly. So pers- go in four in So I'm very games. curious what you guys think, whether that was the right situation, wrong situation. Should Tomlin have thrown Pickett in there? I'll let Dylan talk about this first. I want you to go first. You want me to go yeah. first? I think it's a lose-lose for the Steelers because I don't think any of the quarterbacks are very good. I think – I don't want to say that. I think Kenny Pickett has a lot of potential, but Mitch Trubisky is not a good quarterback. We can start there. He should be on the bench, but it's just not going to be their season because Kenny Pickett's not going to develop into that guy until probably next season or even the season after that. I don't know. I think the Steelers might only win like five or six games this year. All right, so I think I think it's a good decision to start him. I thought after the game, after the Jets game, I thought the fact they put him in the second half and they still lost the game, I thought it's I, th- I think it would be easier to go back to Mitch. The the fact that they lost the game, and he threw three picks. I the three picks. One I think, was a hail mary. I think there's only three picks. Is it does it wasn't really three picks. Like the hail mary is is trying to give him a chance at the end. The Hail Mary um, wasn't, the, you know, that's just a Hail Mary, but the other two were I don't crucial. Think, nah, the, the other two, two were but crucial. The other two, the other two is he's given, he's given Chase Claypool a chance, a 6'3", 6'4", receiver um, against a 5'9", defensive back. He's given the receiver he's trying to – that's his job. Go up and catch the football. Chase Claypool is not a route runner. He's not going to blow you away at the, at the line. He, he's supposed to go up and get the football, and he, he can't do that. So it's not yeah, – Chase, we Chase can, Claypool's we can, very no, no, But we can, we can blame it on Kenny Pickett, and that's who, of course, is going to get the blame because he's a quarterback, but that's on Chase Claypool. And then the other one, Pat Fryer. That one was crucial. That was a bad one. He was trying to make a play on third down. Pocket was collapsing on him. He didn't step up or try to make a play. Instead, he just kind of like huddled up and threw it up, and it was, it was, it was, it was a bad play. It was a bad play. That's the only one that was really on him. The offensive line's bad. Uh, the defense is keeping a minute. Like they're o- Steelers are 0 seven without TJ Watt, but the defense is keeping a minute. They can't score points. They were up 20 to 10 with 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they blow it. I just, I mean, can only do so much. I mean, he had 120 yards. He was 10 of 13. Like I said, the offensive line isn't very good. The the secondary is is the corners aren't very good, and we're going into Buffalo and and Cam Sutton and Akella Witherspoon and. Minka and Ter- Terrell Edmonds are all on the injury list. So it's like four guys in the secondary. The next four games, as you said, is not any easier against four Super Bowl contending teams. And then after that, we got the Saints at home and the Bengals at home on Sunday night. So it's just like it does not get any easier. It's a tough those stretch. First, it's a tough stretch. And those, 
after that Bengals game in opening week, it was the Pats, Browns, and Jets, and those are must-win games, especially, I know it's early and it's not a must-win, but especially in a sense, the, yeah, it's a must-win because these, these next games on the schedule are, like, it is not looking good. Obviously, I, th- I still think the Steelers have a chance. I'm not saying that. They got Mike Tomlin. They got, they got these boys, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt. They still got all those guys. Like, I'm not, season's not over by any means, but it's not looking good right now. Kenny Pickett, he did create a spark, but we'll see. Like, we know what Mitch is. So at this point, like, you know what you're going to get from the offense with Mitch at quarterback. So, I mean, it's especially with these next games, it's time to see what, what, it'll, what it'll look like with Kenny, though. It's getting nothing on offense with Mitch. So here's what I got to say about the Kenny Pickett situation. Before I get into, like, whether it was smart or not to put him into that lineup and to make him the full-time starter, I don't think any of those three picks were on him. That first pick, throwing it up to George Pickens one-on-one, like Dylan said, to that 5'9", 5'10", safety uh, that's a ball Chase Claypool, excuse me, needs to get. Um, the Friar yeah, they got to help out the young quarterback. The Friar throw, he's just trying to make a play on third down. Um, it I don't still think, went through 8-8's hands. I just don't, that know if it was, been a catch. I don't know if it was the right read, though. He threw Maybe it, it he wasn't the right read, the... but if he didn't make that throw right there and then at that instant, it would have been a sack, and he was trying to make a play. I agree And then that. on that Hail Mary ball, like, that's just, you it know, will, it's yeah, a Hail whatever, Mary ball. But. but talking about, so – when that move was first made by Tomlin to make him the full-time starter, at first I was thinking, no, it's not a good decision. You're throwing him into the fire. Like Dill said, they're playing four Super Bowl contenders this, this next month. He has no absolute chance. But then I was talking to my stepdad earlier today, and he kind of like t- turned my mind a little bit. And you got to think about it like, well, regardless, Mitch, if Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett are playing those games, like they're probably not winning any of them. And for a quarterback like that, like – it's hard to come into the league and be successful right away. It really is. And you need that game experience. And you also got to think about, you know, starting on the bench and then becoming that starter. There's so many guys in the NFL that have succeeded and have been so much better because of it from starting on the bench and succeeding, like Rodgers, Favre, Brady, Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm sure there's so many other names. Yeah, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. And all these guys, they're thriving now just because of those – uh, sitting and watching their team and s- seeing it all develop. I think this is a good move by Mike Tomlin because throwing them into that fire and making them play against those top teams in the division, or excuse me, not the division, but in the league, he's going to get a lot of experience from it. He's going to learn a, a whole lot. And I think it's going to make him a better football player come next year. This year, I don't think the Steelers have a great chance. Um, they're already one in three. Their schedule is just getting tougher from here on out. But Kenny Pickett needs that game experience. And if their season – I'm not going to toss it out of the window yet because we're only in week four. But that division's tough already with the Bengals and the Ravens. And I just think you got to – you know, you you drafted this guy in the first round. And you drafted him for yeah, a you reason. Gotta play him. You, yeah, you, you got to – yes. You, you got to play, play him. him. You got to like play him. It's Mitch Trubisky. You sat him, like, for, the, you sat him for the first three, ga- three and a half games – and, now, right and now it's time to see what he can do. And he might struggle early. He might struggle for this whole month stretch. But after looking at the eye test in these next months, we'll figure out a whole lot about Kenny Pickett and whether he has that spark to him. Yeah, I'm a you know I'm a Steelers hater. We all know why. We all know why. But I I'm not a hater of Kenny Pickett. I actually really like Kenny He's Pickett. I liked watching him in college. Um, you know, it sucks because we're going to see him struggle this year, but that's nothing new for rookie quarterbacks. And I think he's I think he's going to be a great quarterback 
for the Steelers in the Steelers got to do something though. The Steelers spend the least amount of money on their offense in the entire league. In the entire league, they spend the least amount of money. They got. I mean, they're tr- trying to bring on. They're trying to bring on this rookie quarterback with all these young weapons, and they're trying to mesh it and make it work. Meet like on top of their offensive line is not good. They've got a running back who's dealing with a Liz Frank injury, like a mi- like, and it's a minor one, obviously, because Liz Frank's a serious injury. That's the injury that Chet Holmgren has, keeping him out the entire NBA season. That injury, that's a tough injury to work back from. Deontay and, and Chase Claypool and George Pickens, I mean, they can only do so much when they're not, you know, getting the ball at certain times. And I don't know. It's just, it's the right move, obviously. But uh, they don't really I mean, have a. Veteran leader on that. Offense. Yeah, no, Deontay's he's been he's, the, he's like the vet of the offense, like four years. And he's yeah, four years. So it's not it's a young offense, and I think the offensive coordinator is not very good either. So I think that makes it a, a whole lot worse. But I mean, we'll see. Like we will, we will we'll see. Kenny Pickett got pick, the leader so. mentality. It'll yeah, work no, out I, for him. I, I, It'll work out for him. It was the right move. Yeah, I think the Steelers have a bright future. I mean, not this year, but they're not going to be one of those teams that is tanking or is winning two, three, four games in a year. I think they'll get way past that. But um, they'll figure it out. They'll be back. Give it a year or two, but they'll be back. Um, let's talk about the New York Giants and my boy Saquon. They're 3-1 and one right now. Um, what are the chances the Giants keep on winning and maybe win seven games this season? I think they could get seven. I don't think they're a playoff team. They got to they gotta go through the Cowboys again. They still got to play the Eagles twice. Yep. So I don't know, but none of those schedules, like those teams in that division don't have like hard schedules, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're easy compared to – AFC North, for example, yeah. you know, those, the AFC North schedules are awful this year. And, you know, I don't, they're not a playoff team, but they could definitely get seven wins. See, but I feel like they're kind of going to be creeping around that line. I don't think they make the playoffs either, but I definitely think they're a team that can probably win seven Possible games. seventh spot? I Wild mean, card? you look at some, I'm not going to go week by week with this, but some of the teams are playing, you know, they're home against Houston, home against the Lions, home and away against Washington. Um, they got a home game late in the year against the Colts. Those are all winnable games. Not even say Seattle, um, Minnesota. Uh, they're probably losing every other game on that schedule. But still, if they can find a way to win three or four of those games, hell of a year for the Giants. Yeah, big turnaround. Giants are an interesting team because they, like they, Saquon's by far best player. I think the only reason they're winning is because that he's staying healthy. And on top of that, they do have a pretty easy schedule. Their defense is, is playing pretty well. They blitz more than anybody in the entire National Football League. And they've got – I mean, the, the, the division is not – you know, it, commanders are not good, and the Eagles and Cowboys look good. So it's – and like you said, they're playing – I mean, the same – relatively, Cowboys and Eagles are going to play the same teams that the Giants are playing, and they're probably going to win those games. So the Giants, yeah, they can win seven games. I don't, I don't think that's enough to sneak in the playoffs. Like, I, I think – we were talking about the seven teams in the NFC. I still think the Cardinals are better. Like I still think the Saints and the and the Giants are kind of like in that lower fourth tier of the of the NFC. Like they're just maybe a playoff team. That yeah, they got off to a great start. They're playing the Titans, Panthers, and Cowboys. They lost to Bears are not a good team, but I think they like they'll lose to the Packers, Ravens, Jags are are, are, are you know solid team. Um, and who knows what you get from the Seahawks? Seahawks, you know, they're a good team at home. Like Gino, Gino looks good at home. Texans will probably win, but Giants are a weird team. Dell Hotel was visiting the New York Giants facility. Like that'd be crazy if he he goes back reunion with the Giants. He was that's when he was the best though. That was the best Odell. I think Odell needs to go to Green Bay. I think I think that's the guy. I mean, you were naming Will Fuller, 
and other guys. But if Odell, you know, he's just that great veteran presence. And, you know, that's a guy that Aaron Rodgers would love. He would finally hush up. I love him. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But getting Odell would finally hush him up and finally get him that uh, receiver that he wants, that he can rely on, he can depend on throwing the football. So if I want to see Odell anywhere, yeah, it'd be fun to see him uh, out in New York again um, playing in MetLife. But, you know. I think he'd way rather mo- more go to uh, Green Bay to play with Rodgers than to have Danny Jones throwing on the football. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's get into week five, though. We got a bunch of crazy games coming up this week, uh, but one of the first games I want to talk about is the 3-1 Cowboys. They're traveling to L.A. to go up against the 2-2 two two Rams. Uh, the spread's 5.5 in this game, and the over-under's 43. So when I first look at this game, I'm thinking – Okay, Cooper Rush still undefeated with the Cowboys, and the Rams are coming off a tough L on Monday night. So I think I think the Rams bounce back from this one. I think their defense kind of gives Cooper Rush some uh, some problems, and you know he's facing a team he hasn't really faced difficulty wise all year. Um, so I like the Rams in this one honestly. I think the spread's a little a little tight. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys kept it a game because their defense is also no joke. Um, they got Micah Parsons and company back there. Um, they're, if they're able to get to Matthew Stafford and, uh, cause, pro- Matthew and Stafford. cause problems like the uh, like the Niners were last week, um, this game's going to be really tight. But um, I, I still like the Rams in this one. I'm changing my lock from That's the fine. Bengals because I agree with you. It wasn't it's a pro- great lock. It no, wasn't a great lock. It's not. But my lock is easily Cowboys spread. And I'm going to tell you why. That Cowboys defense is going to give Matthew Stafford fits this weekend. I'm telling you. And and the Rams are on a short week. I agree that their linebacker and uh, D-line play is pretty crazy. But uh, what about Cooper Cup? Because you know um, Sean McVay is one of the best in the league at getting his guys to football. And his guy is Cooper Cup. And, you know, the way he puts them in motion, puts them in different spots on the field. Um, are the Cowboys going to be able to contain him? Like, because that's a big question. The, the Rams can have a dominant game on offense with just using Cooper uh, Cup alone. No, yes, they yes, no, they, they can. can. No, yes, they, they can. can. With Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, no Allen Robinson in sight like it's been all year. He had 150 yards on Monday night, right? Oh, yeah. He what didn't, about the rest of the He year? didn't win They're him still the game. Two and two. He didn't win him the game. They're still 2-2. Two two. I understand, but I actually don't care. That's an interesting one. That's it gonna is. be a fun that's, game. Yeah, I'm excited to watch game. that game. I'm really, I really hope Cooper Rush does like prove me wrong and have another successful game. But I mean, that Rams defense, like they've kind of been getting torn up the last couple of weeks. They haven't been themselves, and I feel like this is a good chance to try and change that. Are you taking over 43 or under? I'm curious what your uh, where was, your head's at with this one. I'm taking the under. I'd it's probably tough. agree. I'd it's probably tough. Agree. It's at a weird number. I just feel like you know. I could see like a 21 I think, 17. I think finish. the Rams win this game, and I could totally see. Yeah, exactly. I could see that as well. What do you think, Dill? Cowboys, Rams. I think it's going to be a close game, but you guys were talking about obviously how uh, inconsistent the Rams' offensive line has been. That's a big issue for Matthew Stafford because he's already not healthy coming into the season. Um, he, he is, but I, it's just, I mean, they're going up against a great D line. Micah Parsons, DeMar- Demarcus Lawrence, obviously, are those main guys, but. Cowboys got a good second level, and even in the secondary, they've got guys that make plays. Malik Hooker, J. Ron Curse, Trayvon Diggs is the obvious one. Um, and then Leighton Van Der Esch is a solid, solid linebacker. So Cowboys got a real good defense. I think the Cowboys are an interesting team because they I feel like they know what they are more with Cooper Rush than they do with Dak. Um, they got to run the football. 
they got to be good on third down and they have to play great defense like they're not going to blow you away and throw for 250 like he he'll throw for 200 yards and they'll they'll score 23 points and win the game so um they've got a good duo with Zeke and Tony Pollard and they're going to be using that the rest of the year obviously but Noah Brown's been a nice surprise they're trying to get Michael Gallup bring him along because he's still been injured but it should be a close game but I mean the Rams will probably win that one yeah, and another stat I want to put out uh, before we move on from this game, there is one QB in the NFL that is only, that is yet to throw an interception, and it's Cooper Rush. Yeah, he's a dog. He's he's, he's a looked, dog. He's looked really impressive. He earned himself a starting job somewhere after this year. I'm convinced. I could agree. I could I'm agree convinced. to that. I could agree to that. It's still Dak Prescott's job. Let's not forget about that, though. Yeah, um, hot take. I think when Dak comes back, they start losing games again. We'll see. That'll, He's talented, but I don't know if he fits that If system. that happens, that'll definitely be something interesting to talk about. I will about. be. I will be. Um, 4-0, only undefeated team in the league. The 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles are traveling to Arizona to face uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals are a 5.5-point underdog, over-unders 49.5. Um, I'm curious what you think, Ben. In Arizona? Yeah. Do the Cardinals have a shot? The Eagles are staying 5-0 this week. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be closer than you think. I don't this think it's going to be a blowout. Eagles, Eagles traveling out west. This is by far their toughest game uh, of the season, and this is a game like the Eagles don't have a tough schedule. They've got, I mean, these. This is going to be one of their tougher games. They've got this game, two against the Cowboys and the Packers. Like those are really their tough games this season. It's Kyler. Like this is this is a team. The Cardinals have not yet won a game at home. They played the Chiefs and the Rams. Those are obviously two tough games. Eagles are you know maybe even tougher, but it's it's. You know, they've got to – the Eagles have to, like, they're just – they've got to continue to throw the ball like they are, run the ball with Miles Sanders. That's got to be a consistent as Miles Sanders. But, I mean, he's run the ball well, 356, three touchdowns on 72 carries. A.J. Brown's looking like a great pickup for him, 25 catches this year, a touchdown already, 400 yards. But, I mean, it's Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen Hurts is in, in the MVP conversation. The Card- But the Cardinals, this is a big game for him, right? Ky- Kyler Murray is – He's 991 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. Um, they've had a tough schedule uh, these past, I mean, first three games, Chiefs, Raiders, Rams, Panthers are not good, but this is another tough game at home. Cardinals, I think, I feel like have been surprising a little bit. No DeAndre Hopkins. Definitely underwhelming. No, but they're, but I don't know like what people were really expecting. Like You can't expect a whole I, lot. They've got, the, they've got a bad defense. Hopkins is missing six games, which is huge, which is huge. Uh, Rondell Moore's missed games. They've got they just cut Andy Isabella, who's never been good really. Zach Ertz is banged up. James Conner isn't re- really running the ball uh, like he used to, and they don't really have that second guy like they used to with Chase Edmonds. So it's not the one-two like it used to be last year. I don't know. Cardinals are just kind of just like I said, trying to stay stay afloat until DeAndre Hopkins gets back because that's you know they're, that's going to be a big upgrade for him on offense, but. Big game for the Eagles. Biggest yeah. game I think the, so far for them this we're year. We're going to see so. the Eagles' offense dominate that Cardinals' defense this week. So I think the Eagles win this game, and I think they cover. And let me tell you why. Because like he said, you know, Arizona Cardinals, their offense, like they look solid with Kyler Murray, but with missing D-Hop, that's huge for them. They've been struggling to score points. Yeah, they're putting up 21 a game or whatever it is. but And then you go up against a defense that has, let me say these names, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, and there's even more that I haven't even said. Like, that defense is loaded. And I can just totally see the Eagles from the jump getting after them on both ends because that Eagles offense with Nick Sirianni's play calling, 
I mean, they mesh perfectly with Jalen Hurts. He puts them in the right spots every single time. A.J. Brown, probably one of the biggest grabs of the year out of any team. Um, he completely changed that offense. Um, I could just see an Eagles rolling all the way, like putting up points constantly, and then that defense is going to be locked down. So I, uh, let, me, let me give a number for you guys real quick. I could see the Eagles winning this game 35-24, to 24, and that's covering the spread, like and that's that. covering it easy. I like that. So hopefully it doesn't rain in this game. It's projected rain so far. Um, indoor stadium, right? Is it? Arizona. Okay, perfect. Arizona's inside. That makes it even a better case for me. I think the Eagles win, the Eagles cover, and the Eagles go to 5-0. and They're one of the best teams in the league. Um, the last game we're going to be talking about today is uh, Sunday Night Football. Uh, Ben's uh, Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to Baltimore to go up against Lamar Jackson and the, and the Ravens. This is a division game. This is Biggest a huge, game of the year This is a so huge far. game for both teams, and both teams are 2-2, two and two, uh, trying to get ahead of the pack in this division. Um, the Ravens are a three-point favorite. Over-under is 48 and a half. You just changed your lock, so I know you're a little nervous, but I'm a little nervous got? just because you know they have Lamar. But the bank, the, here's the problem. Here's the problem with the Ravens. They can't figure out how to win a football game in the second half. They fall apart. They don't look good on defense. Lamar stops producing touchdowns. It's bad coaching. I agree. A lot I of agree. Is. I agree. But I and think, that's another hardball right there for you. Yeah, yeah. But I think, uh, I think because of this. Ravens are up at halftime, and then the Bengals will end up closing it out in the second half and win the game. I think it's going to be the best game on Sunday. Um, Ravens are—they got a bad defense so far. Their defense has been awful. Again, like they go for it for no reason and lose games. It's bad coaching. But they like—they don't have anybody outside of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews on offense. J.K. Dobbins still trying to come back from an ACL injury. That's never easy. He didn't again. Yeah, he's not practicing most of the weeks because they're trying to make sure that ACL is 100% or at least good to go for Sunday. But they don't have many guys to throw to. That team goes as Lamar goes. I think outside of Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson's the MVP. They got two wins because of him. And like like I said, they go as he go. Rashad Bateman and and Devin Duvernay and whoever else they have. Like that's not that's not good enough. So it doesn't. Yeah, the like, only guy is Mark Andrews. It, exactly. Lamar, so, so I mean. The Bengals are obviously, I think, the more well-rounded team. They're the better overall team. Um, but the Ravens have the best player in the game, in, or the best player in this game between the Ravens and the Bengals, which is Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, it's going to be a close game, but I think the Ravens, Ravens Ravens, could win it by one or two. I can see that happening. Could go either way. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I agree with Dale completely. I think uh, they got the best player on the field on either side. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think the Ravens uh, figure out to close this game out. Like you said, like they're struggling in the second half, and they see that schedule right now at two and two, and they think they can easily be four and zero. So Sunday night primetime game, division game. I personally don't think the Bengals have come back from uh, their uh, fall to the Super Bowl last year. They don't look the same, Ben. You can say whatever you want. They don't look the same. And I hope they prove me wrong because they got too much talent on that offense to not but be producing. In you that said category. that the Ravens could be 4-0, but the Bengals could easily be 4-0 too. The Bengals could be 4-0. Both teams could be 4-0. I, we'll but see. You said, It'll you be said, a great matchup. But you said the Ravens are losing games because they cannot close games. That is true. I think, I think they can close the it. The Bengals are winning games because they're finishing them. They start Against. slow and they finish hot. That's how it's been. I mean the Jets and then a Teddy Bridgewater Dolphins or like that's they that's what you're getting all hyped about. I mean I'm not talking about the defense. 
Talking about the O. The O produces in the second half. I don't know, man. Ravens have had two tough losses, uh, losing to Miami um, in that scoring a fair game, and then they lost to Buffalo, who's the best team in the NFL. Uh, I got the Ravens in this game. Um, I hope the Bengals prove me wrong because, man, do I love watching Joe Burrow. He's still our boy. He's still a Buckeye. But I, I think uh, Lamar produces from start to finish. Um, I think he plays a great 48-minute game. Um, and you were saying uh, that Bengals secondary haven't given up much in the end zone, and I think that might change this week with that speed on that Ravens offense. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be a good one. All right. And then we uh, before we end the show today, I want to give uh, you guys each of our locks for the week in case you guys are sports bettors. Um, uh, let me go first. My lock of the week, uh, I got Teddy Bridgewater and the Dolphins beating the Jets. Um, I think the Jets have gotten a couple big wins these last couple weeks. Um, but with Zach Wilson back, I don't, I, I honestly think the New York Jets need to be playing Joe Flacco over Zach Wilson. I know he's their future and I know they invested a whole lot into him, but I just am not buying into this Zach Wilson hype. And it's, that's honestly all I got to say. I think Teddy Bridgewater is still a solid NFL quarterback. I think he could be starting in some teams around this league. Um, and they'll have a full week of practice to get ready with Teddy. And that offense is just way too lethal. I think it's a lot. That spreads three. Dolphins are winning by at least two scores. Uh, I think I already said this, but I'm taking the uh, taking the Cowboys spread. They're not losing by more than five points. Cowboys spread. Cowboys spread. All right. This week I got for week five my lock. I got the I got the Vikings against the Bears, and I'm gonna take those seven points for the Vikings. Um, I just the Bears have the 31st best offense in the league, so like, obviously that is awful. Um, Justin Fields throws for about 170 a game. Less. They less. it yeah, is less. it's way less. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but they got nobody to throw to. David Montgomery's injured. They got a bad offensive line. Their defense is the only thing that keeps them in the game. Um, Vikings offense is too good. Justin Jefferson past four games has had three 100 yard games against the Bears um, out of those past four games, but seven points. It's almost too easy. Bears might not even score seven points. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I actually agree with him, honestly, right I there. Do. That Vikings defense is ready to go demolish Justin Fields. You know, their record says three and one, but I still don't think they've been playing up to their caliber. So I think they turned around. All right. So that's going to do it for the show today, guys. That was a whole lot of fun. It was a great time having Dylan and Ben both with me today. Hopefully they can keep tagging along and uh, keep making this show more interesting. But don't forget to tune in next week. We're going to be keeping it up with the casual NFL football and the crazy stuff that goes on on Sundays. We're going to be keeping up with college football and those uh, playoff rankings because as that starts to window down, it'll be tight. And as well as the MLB playoffs, uh, the wild cards are happening this weekend. So by the time of our next pod, we'll be, be able to discuss and all that. And as well as NBA prospects for the 2023 season. Um, there's some couple names that you guys need to keep an eye on. Tune in next week to check them out. But that's it. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have a great night. Mic drop.